Welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, where you will meet people who have met Jesus in Isaiah today. Clark, welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast. I am so thrilled to introduce you all to my friend Nicole Seegers. She has the most incredible story of how she met Jesus, and she is going to share it with you today. If you have ever had a conversation with Nicole, you know that I'm smiling while I'm talking to her the whole time. She is filled with joy, and she inspires me every single time I get to have a conversation with her. So here we go. Hey, Marnie, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, it's so exciting and it is such a joy truly to, to take some time to talk about Jesus and the powerful book of Isaiah. It's such a powerful book of prophecy, such an example, and really just one of the millions of confirmations that we see that the word of God is true, that Jesus is who he says he is. And it's just a book of promises, you know, a love letter to God's people. And there's, I can't think of really anything else that I would rather do than spend my time talking about <laughs> Jesus has told us to encourage us and remind us that, you know, he's so alive. Yes. And um, I'm, it, I'm just so excited to be here today. I love what you said about just being the reliable word of God. And I can't think about, you know, right now, just the world we live in and not to get into the weeds of anything, but like, just to have something you go, this is true. This was right. written 700 years before Jesus came. And we see that God fulfilled his promises, like you said to us, and just to have just that love letter, like you said, where we can always go and meet him no matter what's going on in our lives. Um, and just, and just seeing verses, um, new for the first time, every time, um, reading the same verses and being in different situations. And it's like, Oh, just that, that reliable truth. So. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I, I see, um, I can go back, especially there's so many wonderful verses in the book of Isaiah. And I love that you have narrowed in and been, you know, just so faithful to what the Lord is, has put on your heart to do. And, you know, the Lord cares about his people and, something that is always going to be reliable is always going to remain constant is the word of God. And I do believe that we need equally experiences with the Lord, intimate times with the Lord, where he speaks personally to our heart, but just as much the word of God and a strong foundation, you know, to stay rooted, to not float away into weird doctrine, but that we can, we can zone in and look that the Bible has proven itself to be so reliable, to be so constant. And that's because our God is alive. Yes. Yes. 
I love what you said about experiences with him because, you know, the Bible, the word of God is alive. And so he speaks to us differently through the word of God. But as you get to know him, sometimes it'll be through circumstances or him whispering something to you when you are looking at a sunset or you know, so he's so personal and he speaks to us so specifically um, in ways that we can understand as his children. And so I'm glad you brought that out because that is so special. Yes. You know, I, I tell my friends and family, people close to me all the time that, you know, the Lord, <clears throat> he's so personal mm -hmm. and he, the main reason, the, the, excuse me, the main way we can recognize the Lord's voice and have confidence that he's speaking to us is through the word of God. Right. You know, <clears throat> some friends of mine, <clears throat> excuse me, some friends of mine, we always say how hearing the, the voice of God, we can be confident when it points to the word of God. Yes. So for me, I always say, uh, when I have people ask me, well, how do you know that the Lord is speaking to you or what is the word of, or what is the, you know, the words of the Lord sound like? And I say, it sounds like the Bible. Right. It sounds <laughs> like the word of God. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, it's, it's about those experiences. And, um, you know, for me, one of the, the most impactful verses that the Lord has spoken to me has been through the book of Isaiah. So it's just, you know, as we spoke about earlier, before we hopped on, it's just so confirming mm -hmm. that God's hand is, is on this podcast. And um, it's just such a, a joy and honor to be here today. So. Wow. Well, I'm so, so excited. That just blows me away. Um, because God knew, I mean, God knew when I asked you that the book of Isaiah is just so special to you. And I didn't really know that. So I, I love <laughs> just another way he speaks and confirms. So, well, tell me about, uh, before we jump into it, maybe a way to, to jump in is for you to share the verse, maybe read it or verses that, um, of course, there's so many, but the ones that are super special to you out of Isaiah and then just you know, tell us tell us why yeah absolutely so for me I was I was thinking oh I knew immediately that I wanted to share out of Isaiah chapter 61 and um, as you said there's several verses in here that are just so special but for me, I'll start with verse one, and I am reading out of the New International Version. Um, this is out of the version, the first Bible that I ever had when I got saved, and I just was so dependent and leaning on the Holy Spirit to teach me the Word of God, and this is one of the very first verses and chapters I ever learned. So for me, um, Isaiah 61 verse one is the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives 
and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord, for the display of his splendor. And I could just continue on, but I yes. <laughs> but that it's it's those verses that to me, regardless of whatever season I'm in, regardless if I am feeling encouraged or if I'm feeling down and bombarded by the lies of the enemy, it is this chapter, these verses that carry such a punch and encouragement to my soul, you know, and sometimes we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord when we feel like there's no one else to encourage us. And mm. repeatedly, the Holy Spirit has brought me back to these verses and has shown me this is what he has called, not just myself, but I truly believe as his people, this is the, this is what he is reminding us. This is the, the call. This mm -hmm. is the, this could easily be a larger assignment for God's people, as well as a personal assignment. Um, yes, I'm so glad I said that. Um, so, because in one of the first things I thought about when you read that, because of course, what we're doing is bringing Jesus out in Isaiah, is the fact that Jesus read those verses. Yes. Um, in the Luke and saying these verses are fulfilled. Um, you know, while I'm reading, you see if I can pull it up while we're talking, see if I can find it. But yeah. um, for you to say it's a personal assignment as well. And so say a little more about that. Yes. So, so for me, um, would you like me to testify a little bit here? Oh, please. And um, <laughs> so much about the, the heart behind Meet Me and Isaiah, um, for people who don't know, is I just think testimonies are so powerful. And so the fact that we are meeting Jesus in the book of Isaiah, um, just to be able to hear testimonies. And I can tell you that Nicole has many. And I'm always touched when she does give um, her story. So, um, so whatever part you'd like to share, go for it. I'd love to hear. Thank you so much, Marnie. I, <clears throat> I, um, I, I feel like I would like to just touch on, you know, for me, especially for, for personal testimony here, you know, I have an incredible praying mama and, um, I'm so thankful for her prayers and I can, truly say confidently if it was not for the grace of God and the blood of Jesus and the prayers of my mama I would not be here mm -hmm. today and um, for me you know growing up we always had our our mom and I, I never felt unloved by her um, mm -hmm. she continued to pray for us we we did go through a lot of you know, difficult seasons, but we weren't in a place 
where we were required to be in church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had heard about Jesus for a long time growing up. And, you know, she would always pray for us, but we were not, you know, in a place where we were always in church every Sunday. So that those type of experiences or teachings were so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So as I grew up, I, I, I wondered, you know, what my purpose was. I felt depressed. I battled a lot of drug addiction. Um, you know, it, for me, I got to a place where I called out to Jesus and, you know, I had, I had said, God, if you're real, then prove yourself to me. And I had cried myself to sleep. I had woken, I I woke up the next day and, you know, I, I felt like I was physically alone. I felt so depressed. Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, that time and chapter of my life, I, I say it was the darkest hour of my life. And I remember waking up the next day and I had a complete stranger come over to my dad's house where I was living and he had a friend with him. So it was two men and one man goes to work on a pipe in our kitchen And another man looks at me and starts talking to me about the Lord. (laughs) And I I remember how strange it was. Um, I thought, this is very weird. But he had my attention. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know what your story is. I don't know why you're in your wheelchair. And I'll I'll touch on that part of my life as well in a moment. But um, but the Lord told me to tell you, I want you to keep in mind, everyone listening, this <laughs> is a stranger. <laughs> I have never seen this man before in my life. He knew nothing about me. And he looked at me and he said, the Lord told me to tell you, it is not a coincidence. I'm at your house today. And he wants you to know that he heard your prayer last night. So when we talk about the book, of Isaiah and the the word of God being a constant, constant reminder that not only the word of God is true, not only is our God alive, that Jesus is who he says he is, but it's a book of prophecy. It's a book of prophecy, of prophecies that have, just like you touched on, Marnie, have been fulfilled as well as continuing to be, be fulfilled. Yeah. So it's so incredible. Um, So that's a, that's a small part of where the Lord began to really mark my life Mm -hmm. and really draw me in, in a way that is so far away from religious, you know, I grew up in the Bible belt. So it's so far away from this tradition, so far away from that religious aggressive, critical spirit that is not Jesus, is not the Holy Spirit. Mm. And just in a moment, he, he got my attention just in an instant, started yeah. to shift my life. And um, that was just the beginning. So I wanted, I want to just pause for a moment in case yes. you wanted to, <laughs> to jump in here, Marty. I was like, I'm going to 
want to interrupt your train of thought, but I did want to say a couple of things. First of all, I've heard your story many times because every time there's an opportunity to listen to it, I'll listen to it again because it increases my faith. So Nicole has been on several podcasts, radios, tel- radio stations, tel- uh, television stations, and I go back to her story time and time again because it's just amazing to me. I love, and I always challenge people. I've challenged people in some of the blogs that in the Meet Me and Isaiah blog is to say, ask God to prove himself to you that he is real. And that was your very question. I'm like, yes, "Yes," because that is a question he will answer. He's not offended by that. In fact, he just so gently and beautifully answered it to you in a way that was mind blowing. I mean, he just feels like he outdid himself. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, amazing. Um, and then just the way he prepared your heart mm. so beautifully the night before, because had, I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine had that man come in and say all that to you, it wouldn't have had nearly the effect at all if God hadn't planted that cry in your heart the night before. Yes, I I have thought about that many times and it really is mind-blowing that we can read the word of God, read the word of Jesus. And I, I sometimes I get emotional here, um, but just reading the words of Jesus and then knowing that he is so personal and so real, you know, something that I've learned more and more as, as the years, you know, walking with, with Jesus is I hear other testimonies and other stories of people that have encountered Jesus in other religions. And something that especially stands out to me each time is just like you said, Maury, for one, uh, I, I always encourage people to ask God to prove himself in a way that they will understand because he's that personal and he absolutely has that ability and is drawing us in always. Um, But something that stands out to me in those other stories that I hear very often is that, you know, for example, there are people that are in Islam, you know, they, they hear about a God that is real, um, mm-hmm. but they can never know him. You know, they're, they're, they're bound in these traditions. And this is just like the religious spirit that we read about in the word too. This is just like the Pharisees, you know, they they weren't denying that God was real, mm-hmm. um, but they were bound in this, these ideas that it felt so critical, you know, it it felt so, uh, distant and that's not, and Jesus was there. (laughs) Jesus was, was physically there. Um, and he's showing us all this time, all these years later that he's still here, you know, that the Holy spirit is still very present and he will continue 
to fulfill prophecy and point us to the word of God and bring us into these encounters and experiences that are so personal, they're undeniable. You know, someone may come and uh, maybe even aggressively disagree with Christians about what we believe or about the word of God, but is what no one can talk me out of is this the experiences I've had with Jesus and it's always backed with scripture yes yes because that's I'm so glad you said that um and you said it earlier as well that you know a a lot of people are nervous when people say well I had an encounter with Jesus or I had a really cool spiritual experience Um, it's very easy to know what's real and what's not real. And is it, it is, if you are encountering Jesus, it, it, he is the living word. So it is all point you back to scripture. Um, it's not going to be anything outside of scripture or weird or anything like that. So it's always have his wonderful, loving, um, spirit, um, with that. So I love that. And then I've lost my train of thought. There was something else I was going to say, darn it. Okay. It'll come back. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. I'm so glad you said that about a critical spirit that is not of Jesus. Um, because I, 40 years ago was when I first asked Jesus in my heart. And yet it's, it's taken almost that long for, um, Jesus to be real, really real to me personally, mm-hmm. other than those fleeting moments um, of being, you know, I, I know I was his from the moment I asked him um, in my heart. And of course he knew me before then, um, but just trying to break free from that false religion of what a lot of people think Christianity is. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, condemnation and calling people out, you know, um, for, you know, of course there are things that are right and wrong, but that just critical, angry, just, that's not, I mean, that's not who Jesus is. He, he wants everyone to come to him. And so, um, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, so in, in many ways, I envy the way that you found Jesus because you, you found him as he is without having to shed all of that legalism and false religion that I still have to shed every day. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, um, I will say that something that I do believe everyone, excuse me, something that I do believe uh, everyone and every believer will absolutely encounter is that religious thing. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a very real enemy Mm -hmm. um, and the spirit world is very real. So um, there will uh, come those laws that may feel like performance and that's something that especially um the lord is continuing and always reminding me that we do not have to perform for him we don't have to perform for anyone else um that everyone is on 
their walk with the Lord. Everyone has different assignments, but praise God, we are all reading the same word and we have the same Holy Spirit and he continues to guide us and teach us. By no means do I have everything figured out. Um, there's always things that I have to learn. And, you know, we know that the Lord disciplines those he loves. So I absolutely say, Lord, teach me, correct me. Don't let me wonder. Keep me in your heart. <laughs> and um, he continues to do that. So I, I will say it's it's really always a journey and um, it's, it's never boring. I can say that. <laughs> always an adventure. Well, thank you for pointing that out. Cause sometimes I have this idea that people who have found Jesus as an adult don't struggle with some of those same. Oh, absolutely. We do. <laughs> so yeah. So apparently that's not, that's not true. <laughs> Um, same enemy after a, a yes. so, um wow well I just I love that um thank you so much for for sharing your testimony and um you know I don't know I don't know how much time you have but I would love to um hear anything else you'd like to share with us before we wrap oh. up yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I, I, I do want to make the, and just in case, um, mm -hmm. I just want to make it clear the connection with this particular verse for me personally yes. and how the Lord has really highlighted this chapter in particular. Um, so for me, because of some of the things that the Lord taught me early in my walk, um, I'm coming from a place where, as I said, I, I knew about him and uh, I obviously encountered him after, you know, I got that word. I, I mean, it was truly a, a word of prophecy, a word of knowledge that, you know, that that man um, knew. And so I knew that there was something very real and how could I not go after it? So um, I eventually do give my life to the Lord and um, my life just was dr dramatically just shifted. Um, and I really jumped in to saying, okay, Lord, I don't know what in the world I'm doing. Uh, I still pray that sometimes. Um, but I said, you know, I want to know your word. And I felt, it felt very intimidating to me. It felt very um, just so it, it just felt so unfamiliar. Um, and so I started to ask the Lord, you know, teach me your word. I, I want to know your word and I want to start reading my Bible, you know, because this is what, uh, Christians do. So teach me. <laughs> and, um, so one of the first chapters he showed me was Isaiah 61. Oh, wow. And um, so as I started to hear, and I love that you also connected it to when Jesus is also speaking about it in Luke 4, 418, I believe, right? Um, yes. Very okay. good. I yeah. Talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so again, I mean, he will just constantly confirm you know, it's, it, it's not uncommon for 
certain scriptures to be repeated, especially in the gospels and things like that. But we, um, so as I would read Isaiah 61, it just feels like one of these, one of these particular verses really became so alive to me. And I would ask the Lord. And as I said, I'm still asking the Lord every day, how can we, how can I apply this to my everyday life? And something, I mean, a, a question I feel like that every believer probably gets asked by people and maybe we're still even asking the Lord um, is what, what's the assignment? What's the call? How do I know what God is calling me to do? How do I know what he's nudging me to do? And um, we could talk all day about this, but you know, there's a, there's a larger word that the Lord has, you know, or may have for his people. And then there's those individual assignments and tasks. And for me, when he, when he showed me Isaiah 61, a lot of the times I'll, I will get really emotional reading it because the Lord is showing me that the Holy Spirit is upon me, mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit has anointed me, that Jesus mm-hmm. has anointed me to do what? To proclaim the good news. The good news is Jesus. Yes. You know? to the poor, to the poor in spirit, to the crushed in spirit, to the brokenhearted, and not out of my own strength, but by his Holy Spirit, he will set the captives free. He, and I have witnessed this in my own life, mm-hmm. that he has allowed me to be in a moment with someone that I don't know out at the gas station, out at Walmart, and I will fill God's heart for someone mm-hmm. and I'll step out in faith, absolutely afraid in my own strength, mm-hmm. but stepping out and then he meets this person in that moment, in that moment. It has nothing to do with me. This is how real Jesus is. This is how he desires to encounter people, rather they know him or they don't. He is so ready to meet them where they are. And the Lord is showing us in Isaiah 61 that, yes, as we step out, we will be able to partner with him and see freedom for the captives, mm-hmm. that, they'll, that they will experience this, you know, as he says here, that, that they will no longer have a spirit of despair. Mm. but they'll have a garment of praise you know there there's a there's a display of his splendor you know we're his people we're his representatives we're ambassadors of christ Mm -hmm. and he's calling us to to go out and set the captives free this is not just for one you know group of quote gifted people but this is what the lord has called us all to do you know sometimes we may be asked well what's my assignment what's my call Mm -hmm. well what are you doing in your day-to-day what does your day-to-day look like are you a teacher the lord is calling you to set the captives free are you a police are you a police officer the lord is calling 
you to set the captives free. Are you a stay-at-home mom? The Lord is calling you to set the captives free. So it looks very practical when we step back just a bit and ask the Lord, how can I apply this to my everyday life? This is not just for evangelists or pastors on a stage. This is for the people of God as a whole to set the captives free, go out, testify, share Jesus in a way where you are stepping out in faith and he will not only meet you, but the person that you're ministering to and praying with as well. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. And yes. So a couple (laughs) of things. Um, First of all, is that I'm wondering just how much confidence you must have knowing that someone stepped out in faith and spoke to you, like just how much that spurs you on to say, my life is changed. I mean, completely changed, completely changed. And someone stepped out in faith for you and see you do that. I mean, I, I, we can, we went and had lunch a few years ago and I saw you go up and talk to someone and at lunch, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's the every day for you and having that nudge and having that extra, I know what this speaking to someone can actually do, you know, stepping out in faith and saying something. And the other thing that comes to mind for me is that sometimes Sharing our faith as Christians can feel very awkward, Um, but the fact that God has given each of us a story makes it completely genuine. It's not forced. It's not, it doesn't have to be, although it can be someone like, some people like to share their faith with tracks or, you know, my meet me in Isaiah t-shirt. I'm almost like, I should say, ask me how, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what shirt, you know what my shirt says? Whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Now that's funny. That's funny. I didn't know. That I is funny. Says, so if, you can't, if you're listening and can't see in a cold yeah. shirt, it says, ask me about Jesus. Yes. My says, meet me in Isaiah. <laughs> and hers says, ask me about Jesus. Now that's what I call a God wake. <laughs> yes. That's hysterical. Okay. But I I love how you made it practical because I actually have, I'm also a part of another podcast called Beacon People because my profession is a life coach. And, and so the fact that you are talking about purpose and, and being part of setting partnering, I like that word partnering with with God as the Holy Spirit yeah. has anointed you to do whatever it is that He's personally called you to do, whether it be mom, police officer, whatever, like you just said, um yeah. it's it's practical. It's just wherever you are. And so right. sometimes we make it so complicated, but God empowers us with his spirit. He gives us a story. It doesn't have to be forced. It shouldn't be forced. It should be completely overflowing from what he's already given us as is evident in your life. So, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. I think we need a part two. <laughs> I think we need to talk to Nicole Seegers part two. 
I'm down for Maybe that. you should be like a guest host. Yes. Pull figures in action because that's what you, I mean, you really truly, I mean, I, I've seen what you have, um, I've seen videos where you've talked on Facebook. You are test, you are speaking to people at coffee shops, in Walmart, at the gas station, wherever God puts people. And that is so inspiring to me on so many levels. Oh, thank you so much. I I give all the glory to God. I want to encourage people and something the Lord has really stirred my heart, especially is to encourage people to go out and to step out because my goodness, I mean, we see, we knew before that the Lord needed the hope uh, that's on the inside of us and the hope of Jesus, but now more than ever, The Lord is calling his people. And I would just encourage you. um, And this, I want to be really vulnerable and honest here. I still get nervous. I have not arrived. (laughs) I am always learning. Um, I still um, step back and say, you know, after, after uh, I speak with someone or pray with someone, I can, I can promise you, I still get hit with Mm. those lies and that that that's how you know it's the enemy is um I could have said that better I should have done that I should have done this that didn't go how I thought and you know I would just say keep keep going keep learning keep growing you know if it's awkward that's okay you know if you if you step out and you feel like you quote got it wrong that's okay too just know that if the Lord is nudging you or we absolutely should probably do a part two. I think we're going to need because I feel like I could go on and on. I want some practical, like maybe because you did start going into the practical, maybe we can do a, another um, time where you can tell us some of your experiences practically. Um, I would love that. What, yeah. Yes. Times that you have stepped out and then um, maybe what you thought afterwards, just to encourage people, because I know it's happened to me and it's happened to some friends that I've talked with where they have stepped out and the reaction from the person is very negative. Um, but what I do know, because I love listening to testimonies because it just encourages me so much is when you hear people talk about how they came to faith in Jesus a lot of times it involves people planting seeds in which they were rude to that person, rejected that person, thought that person said the wrong thing, but it was all part of planting seeds. So yes, part two. With yes. Coming I, yes. It's, um, I really love that you touched on, um, and made that connection because I, I'm still in touch with that man of God to this day. And that's, that's been, I cannot believe this, but that has been goodness, almost 11 years ago. Oh my goodness. So it's, it's that big of a deal. It's that life changing. It really, the gospel has that big of an effect Mm -hmm. when we step out and, um, 
I, yeah, I'm excited. We, we should definitely plan for another time to talk more in depth about stepping out in that way, because I can, I can see the Lord stirring his people, preparing his people. And we're, I say we, because I, again, I'm included. We're becoming bolder. Yes. And I do, I do believe it's because the, the bombardment of fear and criticism is growing, but even more so the boldness, the hunger and the desperation for true authentic encounters of Jesus are growing too inside the body of Christ. And even people who don't know him are just, people are so ready to encounter the truth despite what we may see in the natural. So, oh, 100%. Thank you, Nicole, so much. There will be a part two, maybe three, four, and five. I'm not sure because I could talk to you all day long. But um, thank you so much for joining us. And um, just I, I can't imagine anyone I'd rather be with this morning and, and hear your inspiring stories and just be filled up and inspired to to speak because I don't know that anybody else's story, um, I'm sure there are plenty, but yours very much inspires me to speak up when I feel like God is asking me to encourage someone or testify about what he's done in my own life. So thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, Marnie. God bless. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and check out our website, meetmeinisaiah.com so you can join the Meet Me in Isaiah movement.